I'm Paul Moore here along with Herman Eben, and we are great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. And right now we're going to talk about her judgment. <laughs> i rather that it's about her rather than me. Well, but... our time is coming. Our time <laughs> is coming. Uh, his judgment will be here shortly. Okay, but somehow I managed to make it all about me, and I guess that's the question. Both in the videos on the website, the Great Relationships website, and from time to time in the program, I'll ask a question and you'll say, Paul, that's the judgments, and we're not there yet. <laughs> but today we are. We finally are there. We're finally there. We've put this off so many times, haven't we? Really I'm have. still going to put it off. Would you pray for us? Okay, great. Lord, thank you so much that you've removed the complexity out of relationships. And this is one of the things that we look at to see that there is a lot of simplicity as to why relationships have problems. And we just don't pay attention to your word. Lord, I pray for clarity again. Pray for great communication in your precious name. Amen. Amen. And thank you. Well, I know why there are problems in relationships, because it should be a dictatorship. It should be my way. I'm well, sorry, that was just, I didn't mean to yeah, say that out that, loud. That was truly a me-flashing moment there, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so since the beginning, we have, and some people may be joining us and not familiar, but both on the website, greatrelationships.com, and all the material that's there, and in some of the programs, we have talked about our design, our development, and the judgments. Mm-hmm. How do those three things relate? Well, it's so interesting, once you look at the judgments, you're going to see a direct tie to the design. Now, the judgments are also creating a lack of development in relationship to the design. That's what's so interesting about the judgments. I think the judgments are one of the more interesting elements of the entire Great Relationships material. Okay, but then why, because in that material, you talk about the unseen judgment. Or the unknown judgments, yeah. We call it the unknown judgment, not because it's somehow a secret. It's just because people don't pay attention to it. They, You read in Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to read the particular passage. We read these verses and we just associate that with the original sin and that's just part of the creation and we don't put the time and effort into seeing how it's impacting every woman every man on the face of this earth right now. That's the reason why we call it unknown. It's not that it's not that it's somehow sequestered off into some little corner somewhere. People just don't pay attention to it. Okay, but I have these things, the unknown judgments, right? And yet you say relationships, especially in the context of marriage are difficult when we don't understand the judgments, when we don't understand design, Mm -hmm. and we don't understand how development relates into this. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I hope to do anything if I really don't know this? Well, you are so, so right, because what happens most of the time, here's, here's what I used to do in many, many, many of the counseling sessions that I did. I would have an individual, the the couple that'd be sitting there, and I'd have them go through their problems. And I would have the man identify all the things that he was upset about, and I'd write them on a whiteboard. And then I'd have the woman identify all the things that she was upset about and write it right next to it on the whiteboard. And then I'd ask them to summarize everything they said into one short sentence, if at all possible. Inevitably, here's what happened. 
once they identified it and summarized it, inevitably it showed the judgments at play. It showed the man's judgment. It showed the woman's judgment. That's okay. the reason why it's so powerful. Well, this is where I'm going to say, Herman, please explain it to me like I'm a second grader. Good. I may have just tuned in for the first time mm-hmm. today. And I am assuming, as we've been talking for the last three minutes or so, that I understand everybody knows we mean Genesis 3. Help me understand these judgments. I, I, I doubt very seriously if people would know that they mean, that is Genesis 3, but at the same time, that is exactly where you want to find this. Let's, let's start. Let's assume that, that you do know the lead up, Genesis 3, 1, where we see Eve talking to the serpent through, through verse 6, where they sin. And then you have the Lord coming and stating to them that you've sinned. Where are you? They go through all of that. And here's what he says in verse 16 to the woman. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Now that verse has so much in it, and yet it's so simple and so few words. Now it's, it's just amazing. So there is a general theme here in this particular verse. So let me read it again. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he will rule over you. What's the theme? Well, it starts off talking about what? It starts off talking about children. Then it starts talking about the husband, right? Yes, sir. So what's the theme? What's the theme or focus of this judgment for the woman? Alex, can I have relationships for 500? You got it. That's exactly right. It's all about relationships. That's right. This judgment is about how relationships will go for the woman. You were... A, you were designed to be relational, and this is how the judgment's going to impact it. That's really important. Now, just think, just right there I gave you the, the statement of a tie. The tie is the judgment is about relationships, and her design is about relationships. Right? Okay, so a woman's design is to be relational. Right. Her judgment is against those relationships. That's exactly right. So when you uh, when you see that the d- the judgment is working directly back against her design, that makes it very very powerful. Now just think about this: if I'm designed a certain way, and then there is some sort of judgment that's impacting that design, it's going to make my design be very difficult to fulfill at times, right? Okay, and just forgive me a second, but this is also true for men, but we're not there yet. That's right. Just just hang in there with us because we're going to be dealing with that. The reason why we decided to go with the women first is because we've been talking about a real woman and we were coming out of Titus 2, and we're talking about real women. We've talked about real men before. We'll come back to the men and, and his judgment here coming up shortly. Okay, so we know that we're fixing to get it. But in the meantime, I can't help but think that there's a whole lot of women that are saying, great, based on what you just said, because of the judgments, I'm supposed to be a slave the rest of my life? Uh, the, the judgment has nothing to do with slavery <laughs> other than the fact that you are subjecting yourself to slavery. This, this, the judgment it, it certainly doesn't say that at all. The, uh, but there are three key points related to this judgment. So let's look at these three key points. First, 
it specifically says in verse 16, Genesis 3:16, that the Lord is going to greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you will bring forth. Okay, so pain, that word there, it's going to be very interesting to put this in your mind. It's the same word that's used in the man's judgment, by the way, painful toil, pain. You're going to have pain in childbearing. And when you look at the way that this is talked about, it's not only childbearing. Here's the worst news. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm laughing about it. So the issue is It's not only pain in childbirth, it's pain with the child throughout their life. Wow, that's awful. That means it's a really tough judgment. The pain goes way beyond childbirth. You as a woman are not only going to have pain with your child when you're bearing them, but you're going to have pain with them throughout their life. And I've said this to so many, so many ladies as I've talked to them, and I, I said, do you, do you see that as possibly true? And almost immediately they're going, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly what I've noticed. <laughs> so pain's also with the husband because he's like their kids. So let me ask you, um, I'm going to go to the website and take a look at this. And what chapter do you need to be in reading? chapter four? Chapter four in the website, greatrelationships.com. That's gr numeral eight relationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great definitions for great relationship. God's complementary designs. Men and women are created equal in value, but different in design and role. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Jackhammer, saws, pliers. Is your toolbox complete? Add some critical thinking tools to your kit as you listen to Worldview Academy's Bill Jack with simple tools for brain surgery. Images are the most powerful tool for communication in today's culture. They shape the way we think without our even noticing, and every advertiser knows it. Look around you right now. What are the images you're seeing saying to you? Perhaps you're driving by those countless billboards that line America's roadways. Almost every one is selling selfishness. Buy this brand of toothpaste and you'll be sexy. Eat at Joe's and you'll experience true joy. But remember, only Christ offers true joy and His words tell us to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Him. Always examine what you're seeing lest you be taken captive by the world. Another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, go to worldview.org. We're back. Great relationships. GR numeral 8 relationships.com, the website. You know what? Do me a favor. Find us and like us on Facebook. Drop us an email at info at greatrelationships.com. Let us know what you like or how we can be of service. To those who have written us, thank you. That address, Great Relationships, Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Again, Great Relationships at P.O. Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Somebody wrote in and said, I had to go back to the website to listen to the program just to get the address. Say it again. So, okay. (laughs) Hopefully I slowed it down. Now, before the break, 
you were talking to us about the judgments. And I'm sorry, help me explain this. Where does it fit in the context of God's word moving forward? Well, the, the original sin happened. Then God came and judged them for that sin. And he established two judgments. One, actually three, but we're only going to talk about two, uh, established a judgment on the woman and established a judgment on the man. And we're talking about the judgment on the woman. First and foremost, she's going to have pain in her childbirth and pain with the child throughout their life. And some women will say, well, it also, the, the husband is a kid too, so there's going to be pain with him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that it actually comes in a different form, unfortunately. It's a, it's a different form of pain that's going to be coming from the husband. But that, that is a, a good thing to consider here. Let's, let's also review this. The woman is designed to be relational. The judgment is specifically prescribed to make her relationships difficult and unfulfilling. Wow, that is really a tough, tough judgment. That shows you how perfect God is. He is putting a judgment at the very essence of how a woman is designed. Okay, so men and women, we're we're meant to be together. We're meant to complete one another. God wants a place in that, and yet we have the judgments, and we have problems in our relationships because you have said before, we're unaware of the judgments. We're unaware how that plays into our design, and I guess I'm saying that because there's three words you're always saying, I want, I need help understanding them. You talk about our design, our development, and the judgments, mm-hmm. and I know we don't have enough time to unpack all of that, but briefly... What should I be thinking about as you're talking? Well, let's only talk about two of them at this point in time, because it's the only two that are relevant right now, design and judgments. The judgments are going to get you to use your design improperly. That's the way the judgment is wired. The judgment is wiring a woman to want to have the relationships go her way. She still has this design to be relational, but if you notice it, it's saying specifically that her relationship with her children is going to be tough. She wants a, a good relationship with her child, but that's going to be painful. And then it goes into the second part of the judgment here. It says she's going to have a desire for her husband. And this desire for her husband is also going to make the relationship difficult. And this is going to be a very difficult passage for many people to get by because it has two views. Desire will be for your husband. Two basic views on this. One, view one, she so craves a relationship with her husband that she will do anything to have it. That's how some people state it. She so craves a relationship with her husband that she'll do anything to make certain that that relationship goes in the right direction. So that is the way some people state is a strong sexual and psychological dependence on her husband. Second view, She wants to make the relationship go her way. Now, just think about this. One view, she's very dependent upon her husband, sexually and psychologically, some people think. The other view is, I just want the relationship to go my way. Desire will be for your husband. Okay, so let's look at view one, that she craves this relationship with her husband. Sexual and psychological dependence. Uh, Sexually, generally, research shows that men have a greater 
desire for sex. W- women want sex. There's no doubt about that. But it's it's hard to put that as a primary for women uh, to, to think that they have this desire for the man so strongly in that regard. Historically, women have never loved their role of submission to a husband. So considering that she just wants to be dependent upon him for that, that doesn't make sense either. Realistically, before the sin, Eve was submissive and dependent to Adam, so that wouldn't seem like too much of a judgment if she was doing that perfectly before the sin. She was perfectly submitting to him. She was perfectly enjoying the relationship with him. So that view one doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It could be. It could be true. I'm not going to argue that because there's, there's something I want to tell you in a minute that will relate to this view one. View two, though, has an interesting additional mindset on it. Because if you look at the Hebrew word, it's defined as a longing or craving, and it comes from to compel, to urge, to seek control. That's the the Aramaic root that the particular Hebrew word is coming from, not from the Aramaic root for exciting, loving, or psychological desire. Okay, so why am I telling you all this? She will have a desire for her husband, and that desire will come across in two different ways, two different views. One, she will have a desire to to manipulate him to have the relationship with her, or she'll have a desire just to forcefully dominate the relationship. Wow. So what I'm seeing in the median culture is really the judgment it's on steroids. It's exactly the judgment. That's exactly right. Satan knows these judgments, and he is literally promoting these judgments in such a way to drive a woman to sin, and that is exactly what he wants to have happen here. So I, I, I would love to get into more as, as to the difference between the two views. Actually, what I'll, what I'll come down to and say is I don't care which view you take. If you say it's a sexual and psychological dependence, then that, like I said just a second ago, is more than likely a manipulative a manipulative way to deal with a relationship. If I'm so dependent upon you, just think about it this way. If I'm so dependent upon you that I just have to have a relationship with you, I'm going to do anything I can to have that relationship, right? I'm going to be doing I'm going to be manipulating you in such a way so that I can get you to like me without you knowing that I'm manipulating you, right? Okay. As opposed to the opposite way is I'm just going to try to dominate and make you like me or I'm going to dominate. I don't care if you like me or not, but I'm going to make you do life the way I want it done. What do both both of those do? It results in control, right? So I don't care which view you take. Some people, this is a huge argument with so many different people. You don't people. care how I got there. I'm ending up at the same place, You're, which is trying to control. That's exactly right. This is a huge argument. There's been books written on the different views, and it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one you choose. Both will end up controlling the husband. And that's the key point. And that's the judgment. That is the judgment. That is the judgment toward the husband, that is. So there's three elements, and we've talked about two of them so far. We hadn't finished the second one yet. The first one is she's going to have pain with her children, not only in birth, but throughout their life. She's also going to have pain with her husband because she's going to try to control him. 
uh, either manipulate or dominate him. And then this third one is really important that we're going to get into. It's how the husband participates back into the judgment. That's what's so interesting here. Now, if you want to see some additional words, the exact same word desire that's used in Genesis 3.16 is also used in Genesis 4.7. (laughs) And this supports the control, meaning I want to dominate, because it's, here's the verse, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. That is a very clear idea that sin is trying to control us or master us. And that is exactly the same word used in Genesis 3.16. So we'll come back right after the break and talk about these two things and end up saying, talking about the uh, last part of it. Okay. I got too much emotions in this. (laughs) I'm going to have to listen again. So plus, Scott, I can go to the website, click on the radio tab, and that's greatrelationships.com, grnumeralatrelationships.com. I can try and listen to us again, but if I really want to learn, then I need to go where? Chapter 4? Chapter 4, that's right. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And you're listening to Great Relationships. After all I've done for you, how can you do that to me? I'm your mother. <laughs> we hear that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's one of that's one of those things. You could you could substitute mother, you could substitute wife, you know, you could you could do anything with that particular phrase and it's going to still work. So this is an example of the judgments you were giving to us before the break. 
That's exactly right. So the judgment's against women. So there's three elements. One, pain in childbirth or pain with the children. The second one is a desire for the husband, which is to control him in some form. And in, it, some people will argue about that view, but uh, the issue is it's still going to result in control. And that's what's typically going to happen. Where's the hope in any of this? There is no hope in this. There is no hope in this. This is a judgment. There is no hope. The reason why God is asking men and women to do what he asks in Ephesians and in Titus that we just got through talking about is the antidote to the judgment. But there is no hope in this judgment. This judgment is what's happening to men and women across the world, and it's what's driving relationships in the wrong direction. (laughs) Okay. You said there's three. You've given me the first two. That's right. What we have, again, just to remind you, there is pain with the children, there is a desire for the husband, and then there is this latter part which is he shall rule over you. Well, again, there's two views. There's two views. This one view is that it's just reestablishing the uh, the authority that the man has over the, the woman. Uh, the second one is it's different, meaning rule. If you look at the word rule, you're going to find something that is very, very important. The word rule is something that is not a good word. It means to use and abuse. And that is that is a really difficult thing from the viewpoint of if I just want to consider rule as a good word, then I might be able to say reestablish authority. But if you look at that word rule, it is use and abuse a woman. The husband will use and abuse you. Now, that so brings up... So this is permissible because God ordained it. I can go ahead and be a <laughs> schmuck, right? Well, it's, it's, the, it's the judgment again, yes, and the judgment will lead to sin, yes. <laughs> Somebody's exactly, going to sin all over my head. That, that's exactly right. It's going to be more sin. That's exactly right. So the issue for us is... Everything related in this verse is what is happening to women and their relationships, to the children, to their husbands. And it's not going to be a good thing. It's not something that is going to be helpful to them if they follow and live in this judgment. It's not going to be nice. Okay, so like Noah had him load up on the ark to according to their kind, this judgment is according to our design. Yes, that is something we want to remind all of the women. This judgment is so perfect that it is impacting the way that they are designed. And the same is true of the man's judgment. God is a perfect God. He knows exactly the right things to do. And he knows that this is the proper thing, meaning justice, for the sin that happened. So when a woman is operating in her judgment, and she will be unless she's paying attention to the Lord. Think about what I just got through saying. A woman will be operating in her judgment unless she's doing what God has asked her to do. Titus chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 5. If she's not willing to do all of the S-word type stuff <laughs> to to submit, to re, to respect, and to love the husband and the children, and to be virtuous, good, submissive, discreet, all those type of things, she will be participating in the judgment. So, if, Okay, so you said 
Titus chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 5, Great Relationships chapter 4. That's right. Great <laughs> the website. I'm four. sorry. I get to be a little lazy, but the videos are there. Great Relationships, grnumeratelationships.com. What one thing would you have me take away? Well, I tell you, the most important thing that I want you to take away is these judgments are not something that is just going to happen every once in a while. It's happening to every woman on the face of this earth. And it's something that is real now. It is the essence of what drives relationships incorrectly. And the man's judgment participates in this also. Okay, is this loop back to what you said at the very beginning? The unknown judgments, we talk about them as unknown not because they're secret, but because people don't pay attention to them. People aren't paying attention to how extensive verse 16 in chapter 3 is toward women and 17 through 19 is toward men. How much it drives us to focus on ourselves as opposed to focus on pursuing the best for others. We don't see this. It's just amazing. And it is so important for us to grab a hold of these judgments and recognize how real they are. It is, a, it is justice for sin. It's the consequences of sin. And whenever we sin, we are going to serve some consequences. The original sin brought these consequences on all of humanity. We are continuing to face this as a problem, and it will stay with us until the Lord comes back. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. <laughs> Thank you. So until next time, great relationships, grnumeratelationships.com. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.